hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. Welcome to the Riverdale Register. God, you were just... I don't know how else we say it. Do we just... Well, unfortunately, this is now how we say it. Right. We've done okay. it so many times that this is... It's fine. It's iconic. It's fine. It's iconic. Hashtag iconic. And, you know, Veronica knows when things are iconic yes. hours after they happen. So. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> she also knows what a speakeasy's definition is. It's a bar underground where you serve no alcohol. That is the speakeasy. This is the line that we don't cross in the show, apparently. Yeah, We're not exactly. serving alcohol to minors. We'll give them drugs. Lots and but lots of fictional drugs. Alcohol, that's wrong. Except for that party with kegs back in season one, that was fine. That was fine because it was beer, and it wasn't secret beer. Right, but she—it's not like she can't serve cocktails. Like, I mean, she adults could. go there. Did Did Hiram Lodge look at the menu and be like, "Wait, there's nothing with alcohol served here"? Well, I think the idea of the speakeasy is that the idea of a speakeasy. I mean, like, there's like so many bars that like are over oh, a speakeasy. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've like, been to a few. In yeah, the, in the city, we're like a secret bar. But really, what a speakeasy is is that you don't have a license to serve liquor, and yet look at you doing it. Like, that's like the point. So, I think the definition has changed though, because now it more refers to bars with like, a with a secret quote unquote entrance. Right, but I feel like that's almost more supposed to be like. Um, the reason... Because the speakeasies did serve alcohol during Prohibition. Right. The bars with the secret entrances were speakeasies because the reason they were secret was because you weren't able to serve alcohol legally without... Like, you weren't legally able to serve alcohol. Mm-hmm. So these bars had to have secret entrances so you didn't know that you were a bar. Um, but what happened was that now that like alcohol is perfectly legal and everything, yeah. bars have kind of adapted that cool vibe. Yeah, it's more of a vibe now. It's a vibe. And we have so many in L.A. that are actually really fun. Yeah. Um, I went to great. one that's hidden in the back of a barber shop. Oh, which one is that? Blind Barber. It's in Culver City. Oh, I actually haven't been to that one because really why good. would I go to the West Side? <laughs> no, um, it was I was there for a date, but it was great. But it's fine. Yeah. I I mean, Davy Wayne's is great. No Vacancy is great. Dirty Laundry is great. Um, what else is good? Yeah, there's like a lot of really cool ones. Red Door's nice and uh, low-key. That one's in yeah, Burbank. Yeah, that one's in Burbank. Adults Only is the one that's in the porn shop. That's <laughs> yeah, I've been there. That, one was, yeah. that one's delightful. It it's is so weird. It's so much more low-key than, like, my problem with Fun Times of Davy Wayans. Mm-hmm. And, good Times uh, of Davy Wayans. Good Times yeah. of Davy Wayans and No Vacancy is that they're packed They're all always the time. packed. You have to go on a weekday. Yeah. But they're still fun. If you guys are in, uh, ever in L.A., We'll meet up at one of those. Or tweet at us if there are any cool speakeasies in your city. And the other cities don't matter, John. I only care about Los Angeles. <laughs> you heard kidding. it here first, folks. So we <laughs> got some... I'm the West Coast elitist. Some, we got two brands back in new iTunes reviews. Yay, we do. We I didn't mean that you. about the West Coast elitist thing. <laughs> you're, are you saying you're not a coastal elite? I mean, I probably am. <laughs> I don't have the money for it, but sure. Do you want to do the first one or the second one? I want to do the second one because it's more enthusiastic. The uh, both are great. Because it's in all caps. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'll do the first one, which is a five-star podcast by Daishan41. So I recently took a vacation off from work, and my plans had got canceled. So I stayed home majority of my vacation, got to look for something to watch until Game of Thrones Season 8 comes out. Saw Riverdale and was instantly hooked by the show and loved Cheryl. Well... 
I spent majority of my time off watching seasons one and two, just recently watched episode one of season three. I'm very hooked on this show. Then to top it off, I found you guys' podcast, and I think you guys do a very good job. Just really want you to know, keep it up, the good work, I'm one of you guys' newest fans. Aw, thank you. Thank you, Dyshawn41. That, that was really kind. It was a really nice run-on sentence. No, I like it. All of these are, and I love it. I mean, that's how I write reviews, too, so it's fine. Um, the second one is from Danny Destroyer. Very cool. Um, this show is phenomenal. Five stars. This is the best podcast about Riverdale, which I've ever heard. I started listening as soon as season two came out on Netflix. I would go back and forth between the show and the podcast. The show made me appreciate Riverdale so much more. I love this motherfucking podcast. Wow. And then Stella, who is right here on my lap, um, they also compliment Stella. They say, I love Stella so much. I originally thought no dog could be as cute as my own, so I won't follow this dog on Instagram. (laughs) Then I thought, just to be good and hurt, oh, how wrong I was. Oh, how I was so wrong. I love my dogs, but Stella is so cute. Don't tell my dogs. We won't. All right, to get back to my original reason for typing out this review, this podcast is phenomenal. Hyrule Land is still a possibility. Hyrule Land is canon. I know. Come on, guys. It just has a prison-themed ride. Well, now I know why you want to read this one, because Danny Destroyer to compliment Stella so exactly. much. Well, Stella, you know, she has an advocate. <laughs> I'm her advocate. She, she needs to hear her compliments. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Stella's like obsessed with licking John. Yeah, it's a it's a real problem. If you hear John's allergic, but it's fine. You um, hear a clinking sound. That's Stella's. Uh, that's Stella's collar. That's all. I'm. I assume people know, but I don't want people to think that our audio is bad. <laughs> I just have a fear. Somebody said that in a review, and it made me upset. That was a long time ago. I think that may have been our other podcast. I actually think it was. What? Like the third one we ever did? It would know it was for like, do you like scary podcasts? Oh. It was like three years ago. It's fine. We were recording in a kitchen. Yeah. A kitchen in like a very loud, small apartment. Yeah. It was good. Anyway, Riverdale. Yeah. Tell us about this episode's title, Caitlin. So guys, um, it's called As Above, So Below, and it is from a phrase um, that I still don't... Oh, also, so did you understand? Did you look up more information on last week's episode title? Oh, yeah. Well, and by look up, I mean Jacob, as I said, just <laughs> would tell us the truth. <laughs> he looked up more information, and it turns out that, um, well, I don't know how problematic it would be for 2018, that the man who wrote the play was actually a gay man and a drag queen, and that he wrote the play based on his own experiences violating Canadian gay sex law, basically, which was a thing in, like, 1968. So, um, I, maybe it was woke for the time. Probably not woke now. Maybe woke now, but, uh, so I was wrong about it being, like, a moral tale about gay people. So, that's good. But I also should have really thought about it more and realized that Riverdale wouldn't have done that. No. So... The more into the homoeroticism stuff than the <laughs> condemning gay people stuff. Right. I guess. That's a weird way of phrasing it. But sure. <laughs> um, and anyway, this episode title, so it's based on a phrase um, that I still, it's like on earth as it is in heaven. So as above, so below. That's like the Lord's Prayer. Oh, Our okay. Our in heaven, hallowed be the name. Like as above. So is below. Um, but it's also based on a specific movie that I really wanted to see but couldn't get anyone to go with me at the time. I'm not even joking. This is like a real thing. 
Um, it's an American thriller, which is it, it's really a horror movie. It's like a found footage horror movie starring um, Ben Feldman from um, my favorite show, Drop Dead Diva, which I don't talk about enough, but I love Drop Dead Diva. So <laughs> I love Drop Dead Diva. It's not on anymore. It actually ended like five, six years ago, but um, it's basically about these uh, people who explore the catacombs of Paris, which I was really upset when I went to Paris. I didn't do. Did you do it? Did you go to Paris? I've never, never been, been to Paris. Okay. Well, if we go together, we're going to explore the catacombs. Are we going to Paris again? I mean, no, but we could. Like, yes. <laughs> for this specific reason. I'm going probably, I don't know if I'm going to Paris, but I'm going to Europe next June. Okay. For a friend's wedding. So, if you want to go to Paris, that would be a good <laughs> that's, time. That's a great time. It's a great time for me. Yeah. Basically, this this movie, by the way, is about people who go to the catacombs of Paris, and then it's actually hell. So now we know. Oh. Yeah, so... Uh, so it was not paid for by the tourism board of Paris. I would say probably not. Probably not? <laughs> probably not. Oh, well. I'm sure you're wondering who wrote and directed this episode. I am wondering, John. If you don't have the information mm. right this second, uh, I will just lose it. This episode was directed by... Jeffrey G. Hunt. Oh, that's fine. He's known for directing episodes of CSI, Scorpion. Oh, that movie with Sarah Hyland where her eyes are weird? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Satanic. Yeah, that's like a bad name for a movie, but I really want to see it. CSI New York. Satanic? Yeah. More Satanic? (laughs) Uh, he apparently, he, he was a, uh, an extra in Satanic also. Amazing. He did some episodes of Shadowhunters. Cool. Uh, the Crossing, which is the other event series about time travel, not yes, that's true. Not the event or manifest or yeah, lost near the end. Are you shit on manifest again? When manifest my issue is, is why is the only event series format time is weird? Okay, manifest. Oh, he directed on Training Day, the series. Can you explain what event series means to me? It's anything like um, you know how Lost became like appointment viewing. Yeah. That's basically it. It's something so high concept that you have to make sure you're there every week because something huge is going to happen. I actually don't feel like that's true about Manifest. I know. I've missed many episodes. And I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Okay, you are because The it's proliferation delightful. of cable and all that have kind of removed that. Yeah. But, but, the, yeah. but the idea of that story of like, I guess the other way you can interpret it is one major event kicks off the entire series. Okay. So this one major event, the five-year time jump, is... The series. Uh, yeah, I just feel like that's like a TV show needs a premise. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I don't know. But it's like, it's like one big thing that like changes the world, I yeah, guess. Like fair. Flash Forward. Did yes, you ever see that very one? Very similar, yeah. Yeah. But Manifest is delightful. I find it so good. Like, I know that it might not be like reinventing the wheel good, mm-hmm. but I, I just know that it is a series that I can want to keep watching. And I don't know why. But I'm really enjoying it. Just think it's a really <laughs> enjoyable series. And I'm, like, not... I'm, like, pretty much an atheist. Like, I, it is, like, pseudo-faith-based. But because I'm, like, pretty much an atheist, I see it as, like, oh, cool, it's, like, magic. God is, like, magic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sorry, I don't mean to offend anyone. Like, that's just, like, my personal, like, worldview. So I see it as, like, ooh, what if they were unicorns? Like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, like, that's how... I don't know. <laughs> That's offensive, I think, to some people. I don't mean it that way. I'm just saying. I love Manifest. Uh, this episode was written by Aaron Allen, who has who does not have a long career of writing. Uh, he wrote an episode of Big Love. 
But that was a long time ago. In 2011. Yeah. Seven years ago. Right. Uh, he wrote a few episodes of the new Dallas reboot. Uh, he wrote on a show called Legends, which is unfortunately not Legends of Tomorrow, the best show on the CW. Legends. It is a it's show. show. It is a show about um, Sean Bean as a, as a, as like a spy. Legend. He's a legend. How does Katie ever say it? A, Channing Tatum, he's a legend. I don't know. I never actually heard that interview. You have to hear it. He's a legend. He's uh, a legend. Uh, so it's a pretty short career, but it leads up to Riverdale now. I mean, 2011, though, that was like a long time ago now. It doesn't feel like it I know, is. It I know. Feel that's, that way, but like, that's the year I graduated high school. That was when I was born. What? <laughs> 2011. What a year. Hold on. What? <laughs> I'm eight years old. <laughs> Oh, I thought I assumed you were a time traveler. I'm a time traveler. I manifested. <laughs> I'm my own event series. Uh, Dare to defy. Okay. Um, Riverdale. Whose plot would you like to talk about first? Let's get Let's get Veronica's over and done with. All due respect. So Veronica's sad. Because, because Archie's in jail. Because Archie's in jail. And she's way more broke than we assumed last time. We were like, she's got to have money to be able to hire someone. Apparently, she's totally broke. Which except she also totally finished the speakeasy downstairs <laughs> and has hired Reggie to work there. So now they're getting scenes together. It's also... It, the thing about the speakeasy, it's way too nice. Like, <laughs> like, for someone who claims to not have any money, like, the ceiling looks amazing. Yeah. The shelving behind the bar is great. Like, it could have been a basement dive like they just had to like kind of make sure it yeah. wasn't a fire I was kind of hoping it was something that like slowly gets improved as the season goes on but no, no it's very it's nice. perfect it's, now it's perfect right now and she doesn't want to open it because she wanted Archie to be there and Betty's like nah it's dumb you should open it <laughs> <laughs> open the speakeasy Veronica open the speakeasy I'm saying this as a friend yeah say that do <laughs> I'm saying this as a friend open the speakeasy Veronica perfect yeah Thank you. Uh, so, she, she does, and yeah, it's it's, it's really lit, nice. Fam. It's, it's really <laughs> listen, lit. fam. It's so lit. But it's yes, so they lit. won't serve any real cocktails. It's only going to be mocktails. I wonder. Be- I wonder what she names the <laughs> oh drinks down there. I, I'd be so pissed if I was like, okay, cool, come into the speakeasy, gonna drink without permission. It's gonna be so fun. And then, oh, here's like your fucking Shirley Temple. Yeah, it's an apple cider. I say this as though I don't like love Shirley Temple, <laughs> which I do. Were you there when I ordered a Shirley Temple? I like. I ordered a Shirley Temple like recently. At I a bar, so. and I was like, "This is so good." No, actually, I think it was at a wedding. <laughs> And, like, Ian's sister was there. She's like, Ian, is she pregnant? I remember that. I was like, no, I'm not. It's so funny that Pop is just, like, working for her now. Yeah. And he's like, hey, girls, come on in. Oh, you're guests of Miss Lodge. Walk back there. Call on this random phone. He's really under the thumb of all the And apparently there is no password, even though Reggie asks for a password. Well, isn't there a password? Isn't it, like, um, what was it, though? It was something. Oh, forget it. Tweet at us. I don't feel like looking it up. <laughs> Penny Peabody shows up. Looking great. Looking she, like she trash. She's fantastic. But looking great. She's great. Love her. She is off. She offers Veronica protection from the ghoulies by the ghoulies. Which is confusing. Which is. <laughs> it, she's, she, 
I just like she comes so close to just basically saying it would be a shame if something were to happen to this place. Right, like a jingle jangle. So uh, Veronica's like, nah. Plant. And next time we see her, um, Reggie is for some god knows reason completely shirtless, moving boxes because down there. Because he's moving boxes. It's hot down there. We don't know what the air conditioning thing is like. It's probably. I should hope it's good. Otherwise, it's gonna be a miserable down there every night <laughs> honestly that kind of a bar would make me a little bit nervous just because it seems like there's no exit outside of those stairs to pops yeah if something bad were to happen yeah yeah ghoulies killing everyone i don't know i was gonna say a fire or a fire i don't think they're getting earthquakes in riverdale but yeah. we don't know maybe it's right on a fault we don't know <laughs> something uh and they find boxes full of uh pixie sticks Sorry, no, Jingle Jangle. Well, totally different. When they opened it, I thought they were straws. <laughs> I was like, oh, th- were they expecting something else? I was very confused. Right. I was like, were they expecting glasses? Yeah, they never told us what was supposed to be in that box. Right. So I'm like, oh, that's weird. Why are they stockpiling Jingle Jangle for this? <laughs> weird. Okay. And then and then uh, Kevin, no, Reggie is like, he's, he's, he's scared because if he gets caught with this, he'll be in trouble with his mom. He sold this stuff he sold a this year stuff ago. With a gun. Not even a year ago, like six months ago, he sold Maybe weapons, not even. drugs. He, there was a lot of. Uh, Reggie was kind of a bad boy last season, and now he wears plaid pants. <sighs> Love plaid pants. <laughs> Love plaid pants on a man. So, at that exact moment, Sheriff Mineta shows up upstairs and. Veronica just yells at Reggie to hide them or get rid of them. And then she runs off. He drops everything onto the floor. What's he going to do? Is he going to do all that jingle jangle? And so, but like within a minute, Sheriff Minetta's downstairs. The jingle jangle's all gone and Reggie has a shirt on. Weird how that works. And then Minetta proceeds to check a single box and decide, oh, there's nothing here. So Damn crazy. it. Did they ever show where the jingle jangle was hiding? No, no. They never tell us what they did with that jingle jangle. I'm just saying... Do you have any theories? Reggie did all of the Jingle, all the jingle Jangle. jangle. <laughs> Turns out you can't OD on Jingle Jangle. And then he swallowed the paper sticks. That he's just, it. he's furiously tapping his foot I'm fine. behind the I'm desk. I'm fine. I put on a shirt because it's so cold in here. <laughs> totally Do you guys not feel that? It's so cold. So Sheriff Mena is terrible at his sheriff job. Also, Veronica could have just told him to get a warrant and come back, right? Well, is yes. Is that not how that works? That's not how this show is going to work. That's not how the show works. That's no. true. So I also imagine he could literally just shove her to the ground. And then Veneta is like, well, now I need protection money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm taking money out for you. Pretty much everyone's trying to screw Veronica over. Which is a big nah on her. Oh, wait. What was the name of the... Um, of the place. Do you remember? A Veronica Speakeasy? Yeah. It was something French. It was very French. It was like Om Bon Bon or something. So we're going to make up a name for it, okay? Okay. It's going to be called Bon Bons because that's easier to say. Or Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> Wait, actually. Like, like Wait, uh, you, I can't do it. You what, was, um, what was uh, Keenan Thompson's character from, from all that? I uh, think it was something Pierre like. Pierre S. Cargo. Yes, oh my God. Oh. Yes. Oh. So funny and gross. So, so about it. Oh, Veronica decides she needs to be able to have like a weapon back against her dad, who's clearly pulling all these strings. So she goes to get Jughead, and instead ends up with Choni. I love it. And totally worth they're it. just like, oh well, they're making drugs in the White Worm. Everyone knows that shit. Let's just go and take some pictures. So they all put on their heist outfits, straight up the same outfits they wore to break Cheryl out of the 
Sisters of Quiet Mercy last season. I mean, every girl needs a good heist outfit. Do you think those are good heist outfits? Yeah, I do. Veronica's I really has do. A, I still can, I find Veronica's boob window to be like not <laughs> super useful for, for, for no. what she's trying to do there. Why? Like it's nice that it's like a big cat suit or something, right, but like but no. the boob window is, is, is it's less of a don't look here and more of a I'm looking there. On Gossip Girl, it wasn't quite the same thing, but they called it the um, the cleavage rhombus. Like <laughs> cleavage rhombus. I forgot what website it was. <laughs> Vulture maybe, where it was like Serena would wear these dresses where it was like cut out, just like above her boobs, like a rhombus. Have I have straight. I told you about Power Girl before? No, I don't think so. She's a she's a superhero from DC Comics with a cleavage rhombus. Yeah, yeah, she's got her. Yeah. She famously just has a big boob window. Amazing on her super suit. I mean, you know what? Sometimes you just need to look. She's the got girls Superman read. powers. That's good though. You know what? You can be sexy with your cleavage rhombus and also have powers. They kind of eventually they just had to own it. Every time yeah. they try to remove it, people are like, "Hey, what are you doing to the character? What are you doing? It's <laughs> <laughs> not canon. What that's, are you talking about? that's not who she is. <laughs> she has a boob window. Give it to me." <laughs> oh, so, that's gross. I know exactly who was saying that. So they grab, <laughs> so they grab a bunch of pictures of the drugs. Veronica goes back to her dad, shows him the picture of the drugs. She's like, now you're going to pay me. That seemed like a poor way to execute Which is like, plan. just get him off your back, but don't try to raise the stakes on this guy. Why not just send him to prison? I don't know. And he's, ba- yeah, she just sent it to the FBI. Right. Why is this? They're pretty, they're like on his tail, then right? all of your problems are solved, right? Or no? Come on. I wonder if he has like the FBI he's in his corner. He's not hiding I know, it's actually very confusing. Remember when he was, like, just a white-collar criminal, and now he's, like, a mafioso? Imagine if she thought she was giving it to the FBI, and then Agent Adams oh, just showed yeah. up. Thanks, Veronica. I'll oh, wait, no, right didn't he turn out to be this. evil, like, against Hiram at the end of last season or something? No, he was... Like, he switched sides in the last second. No, he, uh... No, I think he was really just Hiram's dude. I thought he... He was Hermione's I'm pretty dude. sure he, he, he turned on them. Did he? We'll never see him again. It doesn't yeah, matter. No. We will never see him again. The point is, she uh, he admits defeat and brings her the picture of her that he kept in his office, which I actually kind of like I as a character beat. I think it's really creepy, but that's fine. But it means a lot because that means he's letting go of her. And he's, yeah. and he, I think he's starting to respect her more. And he, I then, thought that it was like a big fuck you. Like, I don't even want this stupid picture that was my theory that's not what i get from it uh and then he then he hangs out in the speakeasy and then visits veronica in her room later that night to congratulate her which is okay so she's like you don't have a daughter and she still lives in his house what are we it's what are we doing there confusing. there's a bunker she can move into yeah there's a, a very available bunker speaking of uh where do you want to hop to next let's new bunker do times? Archie. Archie? Archie in prison? Well, is there a third? Is there a fourth one? It's uh, Archie's plot, Veronica's plot, Betty and Jughead's plot. That's it. Yeah, let's do... Jughead uh, and Betty split up a little bit, though, so... All right, let's do Archie first. Okay. Uh, Archie has been in solitary for, like, three weeks, dude. No, two weeks. Then they ask him if he's ready, and he's like, nah, and they're like, cool, one more week. Throw him in. Oh, you were right. Sorry, I was looking at the Agent Adams stuff really quick. He turned on them. A day later, with his face hidden under a black hood, Adams attacked Andre and left him bleeding on the floor of the Pembroke. That's right. There we go. Everyone knows that shit. Adams double across the lodges, and I forgot. That's all. 
so Fred Andrews is like, let me talk to my son. And the warden's like, no. That's not a part of the cosplay for the Shawshank Redemption that I'm paying a lot of money for. He really it feels like someone just told had him watch the movie and was like, see that, warden? You're that guy. You're that guy. Go. This isn't an immersive theater experience, <laughs> and you must never break character. It's part of Hiram Land. It's part of Hiram you Land. You never break character in Hiram Land. It's amazing. So... He takes Archie out to show him the fight club, which is in an empty pool, which is, okay, come on. Just let the prisoners swim. All right? Just, but uh, Joaquin is fighting instead of Archie against a guy, and apparently he sucks at fighting because he's getting beaten up real bad. I mean, it's a lot of pressure. And they're like, do you want this perform- boy to be done by being dead, or do you want to trap it's him out now? about being dead. And Archie's like, I'll do it. Oh. So they take him to the, uh, I guess, the workout room, which is super enclosed, where he gets to meet his fellow fighters, Baby Teeth. <laughs> oh, I hate that name so much. It's so great. Who, uh, he may not look like much, but he leaves a mark. Oh, get it? Uh, Thumper and Peter. <laughs> Peter. Just, I'm Peter. It's just Peter. Uh... And I guess Joaquin is there. He like shows him in the background of the scenes at the end, know, but not but at this not, point. Yeah. Anyway, they're Joaquin's like, hey, involved. we fight, and like they sell tickets, and if you if you win, you get perks. Yeah. That's how it this works. This seems really illegal. So, one night, Archie's sleeping in his cell peacefully, and a guard puts his hand on his mouth. He's like, shh, let's go. And then they put a bag on his head, and like. Do you want them well-rested for their fights? Like, wouldn't they be better at fighting? There's if some they weird shit these guys have going on Yeah, in their take a look at the extras around the pool. Are in some like of these scenes, creepy? there's like one lady who just looks like a librarian <laughs> who like shows up in a couple different shots on different edges of the pool. They like they put... didn't have a lot of people. That's so funny. I didn't notice there's that. Like, there's like a couple people who are just in civilian outfits who are just like, yeah. Fights in pools, all right. We were going to be in the high school scenes, but then they wanted us here, so (laughs) now we're doing this. Uh, And Archie, like, beats this guy in two punches. Yeah, I know what's happening. Which is cool. I'm pretty happy about it. I mean, that's not what... I didn't know Archie was that good. I mean, if Archie's that good, then, like, Mad Dog must have flicked people, and they fell over broken. He just stared at them really hard. (laughs) He thought about hurting them. He just walked in, and they would just kneel down and be like, I don't want this. I'm done. That's how I would feel. Have you seen that guy's abs? Of course you have. I wouldn't want to get in a fight with him. He's 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 incredible. He is an Olympian. I've never seen... Like, a god. I truly have never, ever in my life seen a guy who looks that physically strong. Think about this. He's so physically strong and attractive... That we're still talking about him in an episode he's not in. He's probably dead. He might be dead. Bet he's not. But apparently the warden's mad about this. Because they like long fights to entertain them. This is like a gladiator battle. Think about this. Archie beats the guy in two punches and they're all just like, I I guess we go home now. Right, exactly. That's true. I I told my wife I'd be home late, but I can make it home for dinner. Ah, damn. Damn. I was going to watch these teenagers. I was really excited to watch these children fight each other. Children fight at a prison. I just feel like the warden didn't see a pretty golden opportunity, which was to sell tickets to the football games. Yeah. That would have had a set running time, would have been completely legal, and 
But imagine he probably could have made more money from that. Well, no, I guess no, and you could have allowed the gambling. It all could have been the same, but with football. I think that they get some like weird like psychosexual pleasure. There's from definitely doing this. like yeah, some deep dark like this. This is the only thing that makes me feel anymore. It's watching yeah. children fight in that pool. Like, have you ever seen the movie Hostel? It's sort of like that. I've never seen that movie. You really should. It's good. Mm. I mean, is it gratuitous and maybe like a little problematic? Yeah, but is it good? Yeah. That's all. I enjoy it. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I just talked about a boob window on a superhero, so it's all about boob a gratuitous window. and a little bit problematic. Yeah, yeah, gratuitous and a little bit problematic. <laughs> maybe we should do a podcast <clears throat> called Gratuitous and Maybe a Little Problematic, and it's just, like, all about the things that are those things. That sounds like a good column in, like, a yeah. magazine. Ooh, I'll pitch that for work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we write about that a lot, though. Let's see. Oh, so because Archie wins, he gets perks. And they're like, what do you want to eat? And he's like, have you ever heard of the only place I've ever eaten in my entire life? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean, where do I want to eat? It's called Pops. And we don't get a scene of Veronica serving the guard who's sent oh, there. That would have been cool. But anyway. Have you heard it for my boyfriend? His name is Archie. Actually, I think I can do a Veronica impression, too. Archie? No. Is it, is it okay? No? I'm talking about your father, Hiram Lodge. My father, Hiram Lodge. I can't it's do not it. Working. I'm also a little congested, so I think that's why my Betty is like a little okay today. Okay, it's better when you're yeah, congested. Yeah, wait, wait, try to do a Betty. Hold on. Veronica, buy the speakeasy. Open the speakeasy. Jughead and I need another place to hang out where our parents aren't fucking behind our backs. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. Phallus forever. We're going to have a long conversation about that. Of course, that. Mom. Of course I'm a phallus shipper, but it's so weird that me and Jughead <laughs> are also dating. So, I can't... Archie, I Archie gives all the guys uh, Pops burgers, and they're like, those are the best burger I've ever had. I never want to eat anywhere else. And Archie's like, yeah, now you're talking. Uh, yeah. It's There's a weird thing where CW characters will just eat burgers all the time, but That's also so look like CW characters. Right. I was yeah. just watching an episode of Supergirl, and Supergirl brings Lena Luthor, like, fast food burgers. And Lena Luthor is like, oh, thank God, I love these burgers. I eat them all the like, time. like, you're a CEO of a company. You definitely don't eat fast food burgers all the time. Well, I mean, maybe she has a treadmill desk. Big Belly Burger can't be that good, and she doesn't because we're in her office all oh, the time. okay. If she is... She does occasionally fight crime, though. So. Yeah, I mean, that must burn calories. And then soon she'll be fighting Supergirl. I know it's like 80%... Diet and twenty percent working Exercise. out. I wish it were more working out. It'd be a lot, I'd be a lot happier if I didn't have to eat better. Right, I know. Same. I mean, yeah. I yeah. don't Really eat that. I mean, actually, no. I'm I'm using Daily Harvest, and I'm obsessed with it. So, I'm getting vegetables in my diet. Nice. I really want everyone to know because I don't. It's not like a super common thing. So, so I, you know, veggies. Anyway, burgers. So, Archie, basically the warden tells Archie, the next fight you do, you're going to have to last six rounds. That's this a long This kid time. sucks to just beat him up for six rounds. And then Archie has a conversation with Sorry. his dream dad. <gasps> he has a vision of Fred. Sure. Why not? I was hoping he would have like a little drawing on the wall of like I think his dad. Like no, no, no. He'd just be he'd just character. be talking to a blank picture. You know what I would have loved if it was like Dylan McKay from Nine Hundred Two One Zero, who's like Luke Perry's high school aged character, uh-huh. and him just saying, "Oh, Dad, know that when you were in high school, you didn't have to deal with problems like this." But and Archie's playing a, him in high school. I know, but it would have been. That's true. That would have been weird. Oh, that would have been weird. 
So, instead, Fred kind of dream Fred, vision Fred. I wonder if this is a com- based on a conversation they've ever had before, but tells them about how in middle school he was always protecting kids and getting into fights. Huh, wish that's how this started last week. And it was clear that not only was he good at throwing punches, he was good at taking them. So Archie's like, I know, I'll let him beat me up for six rounds, and then I'll beat him in two punches. That's a great idea. And he does that. It's a smart plan. And the warden's like, this kid's a star. Oh, he's a star, man. Could put him in and all the pictures. And that's the are like, I mean, he's fine. Like, I mean, he's good at taking punches and yeah, also giving punches. But like, really? I don't know. So... They send him back to his, his cage with, like, a bunch more stuff in them. And they're like, this is all Mad Dog stuff. It's yours now. Because he's dead. And We put him in the burgers today. And Archie opens a book, and there's, like, a rock pick. There's, like, a little pickaxe. No, pick it's axe. a rock hammer. Have you rock seen the Shawshank Redemption? I have, yeah. So that's, like, the thing that Andy There's a rock does. hammer in it, and he's, like, he goes back to the kids in the, kids in the training room, and he's, like... He meant for us to know that we're not just animals in here, and, 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 and <laughs> we're not as trapped in here as we think we are. We should escape. And I'm like, wait, this isn't obviously leading to him already working on a tunnel or something? Well, okay, so... Hold on, no. I think it's... He had a rock hammer, and it was... And and Archie's just like, ah, he meant this as a message, and not like, (laughs) he definitely intended to use this thing. Well, let's just say, okay, so in the Shawshank Redemption, Andy Dufresne, he asked for a rock hammer from the outside so that he can... He was making chess pieces, right? Yeah, so he was making chess pieces. So... So theoretically, I mean, we know that Andy was actually carving out the wall like right. with the tiny rock hammer, right. and it took twenty years or something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, in in this Riverdale universe, this rock hammer, if he's not building the tunnel, this is implying that the Shawshank Redemption is a movie that exists within the Riverdale universe. Yeah. Yeah. In which case, why is everyone acting like we are in the Shawshank Redemption? It's a little confusing. It's Big like no side. one's like saying like this is just like the Shawshank Redemption or the Shank Shawshank. Everyone Redemption. should just be. A, this is just like the Shawshank Redemption. Have you ever noticed that that other person, <laughs> Shank Shaw, is just Shawshank but backwards? Backwards. So weird. <laughs> It's almost like everything in this universe is just a little skewed. So Archie Andrews, who two episodes was like, I deserve this. You know, I'm going to prison. I'm paying like, penance. Is now no. like, all right, guys, we are breaking out of prison because he, I guess, just figured out that Hiram orchestrated all of this. I don't think he just figured that out. But he like has that moment where the dude like gives him whiskey or rum and it's like lodge label rum. Yeah, but I don't And then he's like, and throws it and starts destroying everything in the cell. See, that's, I think, my problem with Archie. Archie talks a big game, has very limited follow-through. In this case, he's like, oh, I'm going to go to prison, I'm going to serve my time, I'm going to get out. And then he's like, wait, prison's really hard, though. It's so funny, because he went to prison for essentially the same reason as Rebecca Bunch and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Did she actually? Oh, yeah, for like She went to prison, and she was like, I am responsible for this thing. I am paying my penance. And whenever she told anyone in prison that, they're like, what are you? No. <laughs> you, no one wants to be in jail. Get out of jail. And then uh, because she wasn't actually responsible, she was let out. Right. And that's really hard for her. Mm, that show is brilliant. And uh, if you're not watching it, you should be. It's incredible. I got to catch up. Archie, on the other hand, not as hasn't brilliant. told anyone why he's in prison or why he's in juvie. I, you don't and think they just, know. <clears throat> I don't think so. And it's just like, I deserve this until he's like, nah, let's escape. Y'all want to escape? 
And Joaquin's like, escape. I'm going to escape. It's like, this kid and, killed his and, whole family. And us in the audience are like, whoa, Joaquin, we literally forgot you were here. Joaquin's here? <laughs> he's like, I have to go find my one true love, Kevin. Oh, boy. He's, um... He's going to be really hurt when he, he finds out. He might be out. a little bit available. Kevin? We don't really know what's going on with Moose now. Well, let's see what happens before Moose Halloween. wears the friggin' Rotsy, R-R-R-R-Rotsy uniform to the opening of the <laughs> you say speakeasy. Oh, yeah, the speakeasy has a dress code. That's not going to be easily enforced. They're high schoolers. They don't have that many nice outfits. Have you seen? Oh, wait, no, they're CW high schoolers. I was going to say, have you seen their outfits? All they have is things that are appropriate for, like, I like how Kevin's affairs. like, if I'm going to be the MC, I get to sing sometimes. I would like to see I'm that. like, okay, sure, finally. Because you can sing. Yeah. Are there open mic nights there, you think? Probably. I want one character to do, like, awful stand-up. That's where Archie's arc ends, which means we get to talk about uh, Betty and Jughead now. Uh, Okay, so Bughead is the most interesting plot point. So Betty and Jughead doesn't start with Betty and Jughead. It starts with Phallus. Phallus forever. uh, They're sleeping together now, so that's fun. And it it happened for a while. And it's been going on for a while. Jughead's mom's going to come into the picture in a couple of episodes, so that'll be a problem. Sick. Sick. I wonder who's playing her. You, you, we know Gina Gershon. I don't know who's from that. Showgirls. It, it, she's a woman from from the movie. The oh, okay, hold on. The main character from Showgirls or the dark haired no, girl dark-haired from Showgirls? Dark haired girl from Showgirls. Oh great, cool. She's like yeah. I, I forget what character she plays. I hate Showgirls so much. I know you hate Showgirls. Most people hate. It Showgirls. has no positive value at all. Yeah, Jacob said you might say this. I, I don't like him being the phantom behind our podcast. <laughs> Jacob said that you might know. <laughs> oh. So anyway, we cut from Jug- or Phallus in bed together naked to Bughead in bed together naked. It was a in the bunker. Weird. That two kids who who died who used to hang out there. It was as macabre as. And they she's are. like, "Is this weird?" And I'm like, "Yes." And, our, well, and they're like, nah, this is fine. Ethel still goes there. Do you think that the bed is, like, they, they bought that, brought that was bed. Was the bed? No, the yeah, bed was there because the, the like, scout kid like, was hanging, they, hanging under it. Like, they, I just, it seems so unclean. Oh, no, it's definitely, like, not a good idea. Right. But, and like, it must be cold. It's pretty, I guess they don't want to do it at Jughead's place. Because now all of the serpents are outside all the time. That's and true. they'll it's always know. Yeah. It's also a trailer. Maybe it shakes. But I guess the, 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 the bunkers become like a recurring set now. So. Yeah. So it works. Oh, but they found the lights. So that's good. <laughs> they finally found the lights. Found the lights. So uh, now they can have sex with the lights on. And they're apparently, what are, what are the, they're talking about more griffins and gargoyles stuff. Ethel is... You mean G&G? Yeah, G&G. That's right. Ethel comes back to school. She's, I guess, fine. She also knows Evelyn. Uh, Who I love. She's my new favorite. No, I don't like her. You don't like her? No, because she's clearly evil. She's not evil. She's clearly She's clearly evil. not evil. She's definitely evil. You're misreading her. Oh, my God. You're going to become pro-farm, aren't you? Pro-farm. I have already joined the farm. They're like, is the farm connected to the Gargoyle King? And Caitlin's like, no, nah, I already debunked that one. <laughs> it is. It's already debunked. <laughs> they're not connected. Yeah, they're... Caitlin says so. Yeah, so. they're not connected. So they decide to take a second crack at uh, at Ethel. And I'm starting to realize the, 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 the seizure last episode was just a blanket, po-faced move to... 
break the story so that they could come back to it in the next episode. Yeah. Yes, there's no meaning beyond that. There is no deeper Wait, thing you don't to think? it. I don't think so. I think they just no. needed an excuse to not tell us. It's like in the movie Tomorrowland, there's a robot girl who knows all the rules of the plot, but every time they ask her for it, she shuts down. And some bull. Wait, but question. Listen, if it comes back later, I will admit I'm wrong, but I really, truly think the writer was just like, uh, but we can't tell this this episode, so they have a seizure. Wait, so you don't think that the seizures have anything to do with the Gargoyle King? They might, but I also think it was just weaponized in this case to to stop the story. Mm, Okay, but I do think that the seizures are important. Because did you see how Betty kind of pseudo I think Betty's seizures are important. You don't know if Ethel's seizures I don't think Ethel's will never see them again. Okay. I don't know if I believe you, but... I mean, not believe you. I don't know if I... We'll see. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So they decide to question Ethel again, and she says that Jughead is worthy to play Griffins and Gargoyles, G&G, but... Betty will never be Betty will never be... Reasoning? Sorry, Betty. None. None given. <laughs> no, I think it's great because Ethel obviously loves Jughead. You don't get that vibe? I don't get that vibe. Oh, no. She loves Jughead. I, I, I think that you're a little oblivious. and that She, she loves Noah Centineo, okay? They oh, did that whole movie. They did that whole movie. I mean, we all love Noah Centineo. He's fine. He's, he's good. No, he's great. We love him. I remember seeing that movie before other people did and being like, there's this guy in the movie the, not Sierra Burgess, but um, Two Tall Boys. Boys. And it's like, there's this guy in this movie. I know it's going to sound crazy, but you're going to love him, and you have to watch it like a crazy person. I didn't think he was going to be the love interest in that movie. I thought the other guy was yes, going to be the Yes, I know, one. and then I was so surprised and so happy. Yeah. Because that guy is kind of a problematic person. What, the actor? Yeah, the other one from Happy Death Day, who I, yeah. I used to love him. I had like the biggest crush on him happened? Happy Death Day. Tweeted a bunch of stuff about Black, about Black Lives Matter and MAGA, I think. Or maybe to not milkshake MAGA, duck. What is that? What? To Milkshake Duck is, uh, it's, it's this, someone sent out this tweet once where it's like, everybody loves Milkshake Ducks, the new duck online, it's the, it's the big thing. Ten minutes later, we, have put, we, <laughs> we are sorry to inform you that Milkshake Duck is racist. <laughs> so, to Milkshake Duck is to... Have your star shine bright online, and then to oh. suddenly be like, everyone would be like, oh, oh no, they're incredibly problematic. Yeah. Like, Ken Bone turned out to be incredibly right. problematic. Oh, yeah, see, he, I don't know if he, he said MAGA stuff, <laughs> but he definitely said some Black Lives Matter stuff that was problematic, and a couple of other things that were just problematic, and, but he's really good friends with Lily Reinhardt, apparently. Huh. According to what I've uncovered on Twitter. I don't know if they're still friends. Reach out to him with kindness. Show him the error of his ways. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to... You know, he did apologize, and those tweets were from a while ago. Not that long ago, but from a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, but also, um, you know, my crush has been squashed. Yeah. Let's just say that. It's all gone to Noah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So Betty decides to use this as an opportunity to investigate the farm. She goes to the farm club at school, which okay, which is completely whole, unattended. This made me so sad. And Evelyn he, brings pizzas. Nobody's there. She offers one to Betty, and Betty says no. Fuck rude. You. Wow. I mean, it may have caused what a seizure. Kind of, no, but, but what kind of high schoolers is no to free pizza? 
She, they probably didn't know there was going to be food. You think pizza. Evelyn's spiking people's food with seizure induced? So Evelyn's like American Vandal season three. We gotta solve. We I can I can stop people's seizures with like wholesome natural medicine and not that poison the doctors give you. Oh, it's like a Scientology thing. It's it's, it's so much like a Scientology thing. Yeah. No. And then she goes back yeah. to like she goes back home and there's a whole meeting in the house and they're like welcome and you're like yeah tell us every bad thing you've ever done. You know, like that time you and your mom cleaned up that dead body in the house. Amazing. I would just be like, what is my mom telling you? That's a lie. I would not. I, Betty was like, oh my God, you told them about the murder that we committed together as a family? You told them about dissolving that guy's body and lie? Why would you do that, mom? Why would you tell them the yeah. truth facts about the murder that we definitely really committed? Okay. So it's just like Scientology. Yeah. Where they, 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 they put you in the machine thing and you talk about the negative things you did and they're like, this is as good as a confession with a priest and we'll never tell anybody and you feel better now, don't you? And then if you start to make moves away from the religion, they're like, do you want us to tell everybody about that thing you did? But like no judgment if you're a Scientologist. Right. But also like going clear. Did you see going clear? Yeah, I did. But they Ooh. live so close to me that I'm a little nervous to insult them. So it's fine. Well then, <laughs> but keep that one in mind, guys. Yeah. And yeah, she's not chill with this. She yells about uh, the farm possibly being behind the the griffins and gargoyles, and Evelyn's like, "But the only person who, your mom mentioned griffins and gargoyles to us for the first time," and she's like, "Wait, mom, why would you?" And then gets dizzy and then runs upstairs. So I don't know what's causing her seizures. Yeah. Maybe that it's was all weird. of the. Um, the, 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 what was the drug she was taking over the summer? Adderall. That's what I thought maybe that when. But is that a thing? Well, I don't know. But when that first happened, I was like, oh, is it just like, is it just like, um, an Adderall thing? When it happened in the first episode, I thought that she had OD'd on Adderall. Mm. I actually didn't think it was going to be anything to do with the farm. Hey, so. have you noticed that we're two for two on episodes since the babies were dropped over the fire that we haven't seen the babies? They were in the fire, John. Yeah, I think... They like, fell in the fire. Show me the babies, show. Show me the babies. Jughead goes to play Griffins and Gargoyles with Ethel, and it's back in the bunker, and everything's lit by candle, and it's like a... She's... So apparently they call the player's handbook for Griffins and Gargoyles the scripture. Yeah. Which isn't scary at all. No. And no. then... Do you not call your D&D She gives him an incredibly oblique first game of D&D. And by the way, you don't play D&D with one person. That's silly. It seems fun. But it's... This version is... is, So she has you pick a character piece and apparently doesn't tell you what that means, but he picks Hellcaster, and I would too because it's the coolest name. Well, it's... What is it? Like, you can be a dwarf or a Hellcaster? It was like... Yeah, it was like knight or something. It's like something not cool or this cool thing. Yeah, or this this Hellcaster. And then he, he has to flip over a card for a mission. None of this is how D&D works, so John it's a little a, bit different. John is a purist. And then she just starts giving... Like, the way she describes what he's doing, that's all kind of D&D-like. You're like, it actually is the same. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, you see these two doors, which one do you pass through? Pick the mahogany door. The mahogany's a wonderful wood. And then... Well, I, I, don't, I was confused why he didn't pick the gold door. I think, like, would you have picked the gold door? I wouldn't have. I feel like it would have been a trap, so I would have gone through the other door. Right. It's like Raiders of the Lost, or no, uh, The Last Crusade. 
Yeah. Where, like, all the fancy goblets can't be the Holy Grail. Right. It's the wooden one. That makes sense. And then she's like, ah, you, you see two... Speaking of, you see two goblets before you, and, like, pulls up her Dungeon Master screen, and there's the two cups. Where did those come from? I, I assume she had them the whole time. Oh, there we go. You're right. It wasn't meant. One with a griffin on it, one with a gargoyle Get on it. it. Griffins and gargoyles. Get it? And Jughead's like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, Jughead's really... And she doesn't seem to understand the implications of one of these things probably has poison in it. She's like, I, what? 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 Just drink it. What? But, but Jughead does understand that implication. Right, and he still drinks one. No, no, no. He drinks one so easy. He's like, well, okay. Bottoms up. And then, I guess yeah. I'll just... I thought that was so it. insane of him. Yeah. Because if it's it incredibly dumb. Cyanide, he doesn't even send a text to somebody to be like, this is happening. He, he could have easily faked it in some way. Yeah. Like, put it up to his mouth. Like, Although she was she watching very intently. She was, but also like, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, I'm not going to cyanide myself to death, maybe. So he drinks fresh aid, and it's just, it's fine. It's disgusting, but um, it, it looks Tell gross. me, does blue Gatorade leave your mouth that blue for that long? I haven't drank I it in a while. I think it does, actually. But, like, Coolie it's an intense would. blue for the rest of the episode. It's it's almost like they sucked And on she's a like, oh, you passed, but lollipop. you have to kiss me if you want to get this book. And he's like, dude, what? He's more offended by her asking him to kiss her. He's in a relationship. He also doesn't tell Betty in the episode that he I did that. I know, but I feel like I don't care. I would so not care. So he gives her the fastest kiss Possible. It's really sad because, like, he's really... He's like, oh, God, Ethel, seriously? I just almost drank poison, but now you're going to ask me to do this horrible work okay, thing? Okay, but what if you almost drank poison and then someone's like, cool, kiss me now. You'd be like, okay, I'm on a roller coaster right now. <laughs> Here's how it would be. I wouldn't drink the poison. I... Then you wouldn't get the book. Honestly, just grab the book and run. Yeah, like, Who punch gives, Ethel in the face. I don't want to be that guy, but you can outrun Ethel Muggs. No, sure. We saw her try to run away from the Black Hood that one time, and it didn't go well for her. I mean, she's fine. Yeah, she... Is she? Is she fine? Not so much. After Susie kisses her and gets the book, she drinks the poison. <laughs> she's not fine. And then he has to take her all the way to the hospital. Oh my god, Ethel drank the cyanide that I didn't drink and was not watching carefully enough to make sure that she didn't drink because she was clearly suicidal because all of them were suicidal. So... Her when, dad was suicidal. Yeah. So this is implying some dark shit. But hey, she's got a pool. She has a pool and she's got a pool. She has an indoor pool. Why is she not more popular? She has a pool. Indoor hot tub. Her house is probably so fucking nice. <laughs> Does Thornhill have an indoor pool and no? It's got an outdoor pool. If you're and no house. If you're really rich, (laughs) if you're really rich, you have an outdoor pool. I mean, you have an indoor pool. That's how I feel. You have an indoor pool. I've always wanted. It's just you know she can do indoor. She can do pool stuff in the winter, which um, Cheryl can't. All I want is an indoor pool, John. Really? Yeah, it's like a weird thing. They always smell like chlorine. Right. I don't like it. Indoor saltwater pool. What do you think? Oh, that's cool. Should we go in on it? Have these? Yes, well, let's do it. Awesome. Good. That's what I was thinking. <clears throat> Maybe someday I'll be able to afford rent, too. Yeah, no, it'd be great. <laughs> we're, we're just going to live in the indoor pool. We can do fight clubs in it in fight the off-season. Oh, it's perfect. Yes. Just sell it. So. Sell the, sell the men's pain to the nearest better. So, they go back home to the, to the, to the trailer. And FP 
and Alice are both there. Weird how that works. They're angry about the game. They're angry about the blue lips. Tell me, boy, like, did you did you play the game? Yeah. I know that's not how. I can see the blue on your lips. I know that's not how Skeet Ulrich sounds. And but they they run outside, and Skeet's gonna th- like how many of this exists? And they're like, this is the only one. As he stands with the fire, clearly with the implication that he's I'd be like, there him. are many more, and we have all of There's them. There's eight of them. <laughs> and he like he Alice like do it, throw in the fire, and and Jughead is like the most reasonable voice in the situation. Whoa, we need that to find out what's been killing all these people. They're like, no, you don't throw in the fire. He doesn't care. He just wants to keep his kids safe. And we think that's the end of that. And then the next day, Ethel is praying to something in her hospital bed. And Chuck and Betty notice that, much like the Burn book in Mean Girls, the <laughs> Griffins and Goblins book is now everywhere. Hang out with a hot dog. And everyone has it. And the voiceover was like, within the next few weeks, everyone would be playing Grizzly and Gargoyles. Which, okay, oh, if it were God, that easy to get everyone to play D&D, I would have done that in high school. That's what I was thinking about. <laughs> I was like, John's going to have something to say about like, this. Most people in that school would be like, nerds, and like throw that yeah, book away. Yeah, no one would be like, wow, what a fascinating text. This is silly. I have to go do serious gang stuff tonight <laughs> at the speakeasy in town. Why would I want to play an imaginary game when I can fight for my life every day? Exactly. Like, the, the idea that having these books would poison them. What could be in the books? Yeah. What could be in the books? How good is... Okay. How good is this game? It's so fun, John. It's it's the code names of role playing games. I love code names. <laughs> it's a great game. And we reveal that Ethel is straight up praying to the gargoyle king, who's just in the hospital. He's in the hospital room. So do you think and he has a suit that he carries with him? I like just have bag? this image of like full gargoyle king just walking into the <laughs> hospital, going up to a desk and be like, "Hey, where's Ethel uh, Muggs' room?" Did and someone ever- just giving him directions there. Nobody says anything. They're like, "Oh, you're the gargoyle king." Yes, Ethel. Can you sign so in? Bad. A little stick hand comes out, grabs a pen, and scribbles <laughs> "gargoyle king." Have you ever seen the village? The movie, the village. No, yeah, but, but I-, I have seen the uh, scary movie four. Which rips off the village. Have you ever, have you ever known the, do you know the ending of the village? It's in modern day, right? Yeah, so spoilers. But basically at the end and of the Shyamalan. At the end of the movie, you realize that this village that you think was taking place in like the 17th, 17th century is actually modern day. And that the monsters that they were claiming that were in the woods, that it was really people dressed up like monsters. Like they basically. Trying to keep everyone in the village. Yes, it's exactly like that. I'm pretty sure this is where they got the idea from. So, that like the gargoyle king. Gargoyle king one. To keep the people from Riverdale from realizing that it's 2018. (laughs) Yeah, they're like everybody had cell phones, but for some reason everyone was convinced. What about the weird, weirdly specific shot of Cheryl making an Instagram story of Veronica on the night? That they like she takes a picture of Veronica on opening night. And then they like they like hold on her phone and she types up like text for her story and then like adds it to her story. That's funny. Almost like an instructional video on how to make an Instagram story. Was it? Did you see what uh, the name was of her Instagram? No. Maybe. But maybe. Uh, but maybe if we're rewatching, might be like a hashtag in the bottom right hand. That's corner. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Like last season, they're like follow Kevin on Instagram, or does it might have been post? during one of the commercials that we fast forward through. Yeah, I just say, does Kevin still post? What is his uh, Instagram handle? I used to know it. Oh, it's like something funny. Yeah. It's like, I'm secretly the Black Hood. Uh, that's it. That's, yeah. yeah, I'm really the Black Hood. He's still the It's Black the Kevin Thunder. Yes, that's so good. Yeah. Such a good idea. So that is the end of the episode. Dare to defy 
Matt John. I can't believe we made it here. I know. So Again, cool. every week. So, every week. Caitlin. Dare to defy. <laughs> Caitlin, can you dare to defy? Yeah, I can, I can dare to defy. Um, Great. Prom king and prom queen? Yeah, prom king. Archie. I was going to say Reggie. Why? Because he... Because he hid those those pixie sticks like a champ. No. But Archie did some good Archie did, Archie did really good. I, I mean, think his I, plan to escape Juvie is a dumb decision. Yes. And it will only work if the season ends with Hiram behind bars. Otherwise, it's going to like keep coming back to him forever. Like He's not like he just go back to school at some point. I think Hiram's going to die at the end <laughs> of like, the season. But like 100% Archie is out of Juvie by mid-season. One way or the other. I'll talk about rumor, in, in Rumor Mill, but I don't think uh, Mark Consuelos right. is long for this world. Oh. I mean, no, the actor is, I'm sure he has oh a my nice God. long and happy life <laughs> Mr. ahead. Mr. Kelly Ripa? Yeah, Mr. Kelly Ripa will be healthy and fine, but oh, okay. that's not what I meant. Um, prom queen, Betty? I mean, I'm, I'm proud of Veronica for finally not freaking out about Archie all episode. Yeah, so I kind of want to give it to her. That seems good. Who uh, is your chaperone? I feel like the uh, the imaginary Fred. Imaginary Fred? Yeah. yeah, yeah, imaginary Fred. Uh, or the warden for keeping all those boys and active and, <laughs> you know. I mean, look how fit they all are. Exactly. Seriously. Like, it's really... They're not getting good protein in there. Like. No. it's He's just trying to make the youths, like, have a passion. It's yeah. really... It's no one's fault. And then, uh, yeah, the... Who would you throw under the bus? Um, I mean, I, the obvious choice is, like, everyone at the prison, but yeah. Hiram Lodge, obviously. But let's maybe take Hiram off the table, because he's, like, the main villain of it's, the season. Yeah, it's pretty obvious that it would be him. Under the bus. Ethel really sucks. <laughs> I was thinking Mineta. Yeah, he sucks, but Just because he's, like... he's also bad at his job in both the good version of it and the bad version of That's it. That's fair. He's bad as a good cop, and he's terrible as a corrupt cop. But I do think that he is with Hiram in the sense that they are both, like, part of it. You're right. Ethel was downright frustrating this whole episode. Ethel made me want to hurt Ethel. Yeah, and I want to, like, Ethel. I want to. And so this episode was like, oh, thank God she's in the hospital now. Yeah. I never have to see her in that school hallway again. Can I just say, though, that Shannon Purser, I think, is lovely? Yeah. Just in general. I just think she's cool. I'd like to meet her. Yeah, she's cool. That's all. And she's a beautiful singing voice. Uh, they need to get Ethel to sing. Do you want to do Rumor Mill or Comic Connections? Comic Connections first. Okay. So, there's this comic called Darkest Dungeons, which was something that, like, a religious group put out uh-huh. that's in, that basically tells the story of kids who start playing D&D. Turns out it's actually fueled by the devil. Oh, And shit. they're worse for it. And... That's what this season feels like to Wait, me. Wait, question. Yes. Is this an Archie Comics? No, 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 no. It's not technically a part of Archie Comics. Is it? This is just a connection to a comic. Is it, when you say it put out by a religious group, is it anti-D&D? Yes. Because they thought... They thought it was the devil. That's really cool. Like, weird. early days D&D, a lot of people were like, this is evil. This is Satan stuff. This, like, fun little game? There is like? actually an adaptation of this, like, this YouTube channel that I like that does like legit DD stuff decided to do a straight faced adaptation of That's this. That's funny. So like you can find it on YouTube, Darkest Dungeons, and like watch it. But it's like, yeah, you, you start playing D and D then you're like taking part in satanic rituals. Yeah. I mean that only <clears> Which is to you on what occasion. this season is implying. Yeah, it is. <laughs> is that D and D is evil. It's not, it's fun. 
We gotta get Roberto on this podcast so we can talk about all of his influences. Uh, another comic connection, Archie's car went back, took a look. Yeah, that's exactly what his car in the comics looked like. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. you mean the ones that started in, like, 1925? Yes. Yeah. Not safe to drive, John. Not oh safe God. to drive. No child should be driving that car. It's very unsafe. Even if they, it's not good, you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't encourage it. Well, It's a hideous car and embarrassing. And the only other thing I have is that Evelyn Evernetter, Evelyn from the farm, yep. was a character in Little Archie comics where they were oh. little kids. And she was a shy girl. Who was acquainted with who was acquainted with Archie and his friends? However, her only real friend was her doll Minerva. Oh, that's so sad. I've not met a Minerva yet in the show, but I'm wondering if that's going to pop up at some point. Wait, what is the one? And then apparently she reappears in an issue of Betty and Veronica Spectacular to kidnap Archie. Uh huh. Okay. Weird. And those are the comic connections. That was great, John. Thank you. Rumor mill time. Let's hop into that rumor mill. Okay, so I know that you think that the farm and the Gargoyle King are connected. I actually don't. Um, and I think this episode proved it. My, I, don't, I don't think they're connected. You don't think they're connected? No. Okay, cool. Yeah, but I don't please, think they're go connected. Um, I think that the, 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 the seizures will have something to do with maybe the farm and not the Gargoyle King, though. Maybe. Because I think that Evelyn might be trying to make Betty realize that she's vulnerable mm-hmm. and turn to the farm, if that makes sense. I guess. I just don't know what the point of the farm is right now. Yeah. I don't know where that story is going. I'm not really sure who it's there for, because we're getting a lot more out of Betty and Jughead investigating the Garfins and Gargoyle stuff than we are Betty involved with the farm. And yeah, right now she thinks they're connected, which means they're probably not connected. Yeah. Because the show always likes to zag when we think it's going right. to zag. Or right. when the characters say it's one thing. They It'll like, to, they like to trick themselves. Um, I'm thinking, I wonder, do you think, because we, we're pretty sure that Reggie and Veronica are going to get together, does that happen before Archie gets out of prison? Yeah, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. So we're going to get a lot more scenes of them bonding doing uh, the uh, speakeasy stuff. Do you think Veronica's ever going to sell alcohol at her speakeasy? Yes. Yeah. As soon as someone turns 18. Oh, there we go. Because that's when everyone can drink. Sure. Um, yeah, totally. Uh, my other thing is I think Hiram is going to die. Um, I think that's going to be the end of the season, that someone's going to kill Hiram, and that's going to be a mystery that propels into season four. Why do you think that? Because I think that there's no way they can do another season of Hiram shit. It's true. They shouldn't be able to do another season with Hiram stuff. I don't think it's going to happen. I think that Hiram's either going to go to prison, which is possible. Mm-hmm. It's possible he goes to prison. I find that more likely. But the thing is, then that's a lot of people in jail. Well, it's, Archie won't be anymore. Archie won't be in jail, but Skeet Ulrich was in jail. Mm-hmm. FP, like, FP was in jail. Yeah. Hal, Hal is in jail. That's what I'm saying. Season four is going to be a whole commentary on the American prison system. What if? <laughs> here's another theory. What if Hal Cooper and Hiram Lodge meet behind bars at the end of season three? Wait. And they form a team? And they form a is team. Is this the plot of Glass? Yes. This, and then it's M. Night Shyamalan. The whole thing. Oh, Rick my Rale God. Is, I, by the way, I love M. Night Shyamalan. I, I just have to say. I wouldn't be surprised... If Hiram does go to jail, 
and then they put him on a redemption arc. I Ugh. think because what I think is happening is that behind the scenes, they love Mark and Swellos. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. And they want more Mark and Swellos. Like, what can we? Which do? means they're gonna Chuck Clayton, Mark and Swellos. What if instead of Chuck Clayton and Mark and Swellos, they just gave him an evil twin that was actually a good twin? We already. Did that? Oh, we did, but we didn't really use that well, don't you think? Well, he's still out there, right? I guess, technically. Why would you introduce an evil twin and then not have... And do nothing with it. It could have been so brilliant if the whole time we thought that Cliff Blossom killed his own son. Right. And then it turned out he didn't. Exactly. Did we ever find out who killed Cliff Blossom? Was it Penelope? I think it's kind of implied that it was Penelope, but... I'm just so tired of that. It would have been cool if it turned out that the new guy was actually Cliff Blossom and his brother had just gotten hung up there. Right. But it really feels like another instance where it's like, oh, we like that actor. So we made a twin so he could come back and be on the show. That always kind of bothers me when TV shows are like, oh, we just like this person. We also have So we gave them more. We also haven't seen Penelope, right? Or Cliff? Or Penelope, we did see. She was in the parent meeting last what's episode. What's his name? Cliff, Cliff and the other one? Claudius. Claudius. We haven't we seen Claudius. We didn't see Claudius. We saw Penelope. And uh, we haven't seen Hal yet this season. No. But, um, yeah, I don't have a lot of rumors, predictions, or anything. I'm really liking where the season is going. I'm enjoying it a lot right now, and yeah. I hope it continues at this pace. I hope they... I hope this story can last the full length, and we don't get that like awkward... like It stops at, the, at this point in the story, right. and then it comes back for the last few episodes in the season. Well, it'll be like 12 episodes, right? And then another 12? I think I assume it's a 22-episode season. So 11 and 11, about? Usually, like, the fir- the before the mid-season, they only get about, like, nine or ten episodes in. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So most of it's actually in the back half. Cool. Awesome. Uh, Caitlin, what are you looking forward to right now? That's a good question. Um, what am I looking forward to right now? Um, wow, it's so weird. I feel like I've been saturated with things, and now that I'm trying to think about what I actually like. I have something if you need a minute. Uh, yeah, I need a minute. Okay. Um, so I saw Halloween over the weekend. Isn't it so good? It was pretty good. But before it, there was a trailer for Happy Death Day to You. Wait, I didn't see that trailer with with the guy I was just saying. Right, right. A little awkward to to say, but like, that movie looks really, really interesting. Do you know what the plot of it is this time? No. So she's... She's, like, living her life happy with the guy. Is she with the guy? She's with the guy. That's all I care about. And then one day, new baby face person shows up, stabs her. What? And she wakes up in the original time loop from the first movie. And she's so mad. I would be fucking pissed. She's furious. So she goes to find the killer from the first movie. They're already dead. Things have changed. Time is breaking. Is it... What? Yeah. How is she already dead? What is that? What? The 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 killer from the first movie is already dead when when like okay. the main character goes to confront them. So oh. there's a different killer this time. Interesting. Or something crazy is happening, and like there's there's a lot more time travel shenanigans this time around, and I am fascinated. I loved loved loved. I love this movie. taking the idea completely off the rails. So. Halloween's great. 
Happy yeah. Day 2 is great. Um, I'm looking forward to Bohemian Rhapsody looks good. I'm not interested. Okay, I've I kind of fallen good. off the whole biopic mm-hmm. thing because they're all kind of the same. Thanks for not calling it biopic. It's not mm-hmm. biopic. No, it's not a biopic. It sounds like a bionic thing. I know. It's not. The, my, my biopics are all kind of just like, first they were young, then, then they, they were, were successful, <laughs> then bad times happened, <laughs> then they did one last great show, then over text we're going to tell you how they died. That's such a good movie. I'm really I'm thinking, I'm thinking of, uh, what, uh, Rick, or, uh, no, um... Walk Hard. Walk Hard's, like, he's got to think about his entire life before yes. we can go on stage. <laughs> Oh, but great I movie. liked uh, what's the one the Steve Jobs one where they just did three different presentations in his career. I thought was like a really cool was way it, to frame it. Was that that's it? The, that's the one with um. Was the whole movie like that? Yeah, it's just three different presentations. But did he did he see anything else? What do you mean? Like did he go to go back into his childhood or anything? No, they like they How like popped back into like a few like. Oh, he was in the garage with the other guy, or like he had this meeting, but it was entirely about the presentation. But um, how is that not us just watching that streaming? No, 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 no. It's about behind the scenes before he walks up on stage, where oh. he's at at all of those points in his career. Okay. It was good? Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Okay. But it was also just different. I just need, I crave something different. I watched the, I watched a Star Is Born and they played both the trailers for Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man Rocket back Man to back so and I'm like good. this is the same movie. I don't care. I like it. It looks good. Rocket Man. <laughs> Rocket Man. You don't even know the lyrics. <laughs> Billy Joel or Elton John. Elton John. Fuck off, everyone. Oh my God. Why does anyone give the right answer? Billy fucking Joel. Okay. Okay. I love Billy Joel. I look forward to more Billy Joel music in my life. Anyway. I'm, so, Caitlin, where can they find you? You can find me um, on the internet. Um, oh. At Instagram. Um, no, I'm sorry. Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. You can hey, find, has it been a long day? It's been a really long day. Not as long as the other day, but it has been long. You can find me on Riley at... Oh, my God. You can find me at Twitter. On, you can find me... <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Twitter at Riley Tweets. That's R E I L L Y Tweets. You can find my dog Stella on Instagram at Stella the Mystery Pup. John, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter.com at John Patton. <laughs> you can also find me on my blog, The Catcher in the Rye, where Rye is spelled W R Y. That's a pun. <laughs> yes, it is. It's been a long day. Uh, pumpkin seeds are really hitting me. She fed us pumpkin seeds. Yeah, that's all. Until next time, everybody. Over and out, River Vixens.